Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Come on, let's lift Jesus up. We worship you, God. You're a good God. We love you, Jesus. You're so good. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Greatly to be praised. We thank you that your presence is here. Lord, we worship you today. For you truly are worthy. We exalt your name. We exalt your name above all things, above all else, that you would be lifted up in our lives and in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give it up for Jesus one more time. So good today. Hey, why don't you high-five about three people next to you and let them know, come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. As you take a seat today. So good. So good. Man, I hope you are having a good morning so far. Uh, it's been good. I mean, I, I heard I heard horrible news today. That at about noon, it's gonna be like heat index to be like 109 or something crazy like that. And so um I don't know what else to tell you. It's going to be hot today, okay? So uh, either stay inside or be by the pool. One of those two, all right? Uh, either one of those work really, really good. So uh, it's going to be hot today. Everybody say hot. Yeah, it's going to be hot. So hey, I'm Pastor Welby, lead pastor here. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, man, I would love to get a chance to meet you uh, today as uh, service ends. And uh, as you leave today, if you stop by that Next Steps area, uh, I'd love to be able to just kind of put a name with the face and um, because really, truly, you are, it's more than just filling a seat for us. It's really us being able to know who you are and know each other and to begin to do life with one another. And so, hey, uh, a couple things real quick I want to make you aware of is that uh, this, uh, this is our summer location. And next week will be our, our very last week at Goodson. Uh, they've been an amazing host and an amazing school for us to be at. But next week will be our last week here at Goodson. We will be uh, transitioning back to Spillane Middle School, which is where we've been previously for the last year. And so we'll be back there. It's just about two miles, I believe, right around the corner from here. And so uh, we're going to continue to have a good time at Spillane. So if you like how you feel at Goodson, it's going to continue to go also at Spillane. So uh, here next week, but starting in September, September 1st, we will uh, be at Spillane. And then also uh, something that we've done when you walked in, uh, we wanted to bless this school just for being a great host for us and just how wonderful they were. Uh, one of the things that we've talk to teachers about, and one of the things that they need throughout the school year are dry erase markers and erasers. And so we thought, hey, let's bless them. Let's do some good for Goodson, and let's, uh, let's do that. And so if you happen to bring dry erase markers today or erasers for those boards, man, we encourage you, drop those off at the front if you haven't already, and we'll bless the school this week with that. So as school goes on, uh, teachers will be taken care of. How many think teachers should be taken care of? Come on. 
And so we're going to try and take care of them. Hey, uh, if you missed the series, Born to Worship, if you haven't been here for the last couple of weeks, I want to give you just a, a really quick uh, recap. Week one, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about kind of corporate worship and, and why, we, why we raise our hands. And uh, some, a lot of times we, we, we go to church and we're like, we don't understand why we do what we do sometimes. Uh, I, I, if anybody ever been there, even if you've grown up in church, you're kind of like, man, I just don't get why we do certain things sometimes and, or why some churches do some things and some other churches don't do. And so uh, we wanted to just talk about, because uh, in our setting, uh, we, we uh, say we're a little bit more free maybe, but we like to raise our hands. And what we, we talked about raising our hands and the importance of that and what that means. And um, whether, you're, uh, whether you raise your hands in worship or you don't, it's okay. Uh, but we talked about in those moments when we raise our hands, we find surrender to God, but we also find the victory in him. And so uh, we talked about that week one. Week two, uh, we, which was last week, we talked about how to respond to God when we're doing right but things aren't working out the way we thought. We talked about Paul and Silas and, and how they were actually going where God had called them to go to, but things weren't working out as they thought in the moment. And so uh, they found themselves praying and praising the Lord through all of that and found freedom and breakthrough. And so uh, that's what we talked about last week. If you happen to miss any of those uh, those messages, man, we encourage you to go to our podcast. You can go on iTunes uh, and, and do that. Uh, we're on multiple platforms, but you can go and listen to that on the Hope Rising podcast. I'd like to talk to you now, though, today about why you need church, but why church isn't enough. Why you need church, but why church isn't enough. Everybody say, it's not enough. So, it's not enough. So, worship, we talked about the last couple of weeks, defined as this, to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Say that again, to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission, but maybe a more simpler or a simpler form of the word worship can be defined as this, that it is declaring the worth of God. It is simply when we worship, it is declaring the worth of God. We just, we just got done singing a song about how worthy he is. Worthy is your name. Be exalted in the heavens. And we just begin to declare that the worth and the worthiness of the Lord. This is why Sundays are, are, are so important because, because you begin to worship with other people. Like you walk in and, and there's, 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 other, there's other people here that, that are living life and, 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 and some people have ups and some people have downs and some people are in between. But what you realize was when you worship together is that you're not alone. See, the trick of the enemy is that he would love for us to isolate ourselves. He would, he would like for us to, to kind of go into our own corner or, 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 stay, or stay at home. It's okay, be there. It's gonna be all right. But, but the power of coming together, there's something that happens in our spirits and our souls as we worship together. We realize, man, we're not alone. Other people are trying to follow Jesus also. Whether they know him or they don't know him, they're trying to figure it out. And we see other people worshiping. You see people's lives being touched and changed. When you come in here, not only has maybe your life been changed, but you, you see other people's lives being touched and changed. And, and I think one of the most important things why we worship together is because you position yourself to hear from God. 
When you're in a setting like this, whether you intentionally say it or not, it positions you in a place to hear God. Now, last night I was at the Texans game, and uh, go Texans, come on. And so, um, and it was so loud in the stadium. Kristen was right next to me, and we were trying to talk to each other, and the music was loud, the fans were loud, and we were screaming at each other just so we could hear each other. I was like, baby, talk to me like right here, like in my ear. She's like, I am. I'm like, no, 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 put your lips on my ear so I can, I, I couldn't hear, a little weird, but I was like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And so uh, sometimes when we can't hear the Lord, it's important for us to position ourselves in a place that we can hear him. And so when we show up to church on a day like today, you position yourself to hear from God. I mean, here's the deal. We don't set up every Sunday just to bring uh, a feel-good presentation to you. Yeah, like, we, we hope you feel good. We hope you like it. We hope you like the atmosphere and the experience here. But, but we, we don't set up just for that. No, no, no. We, we set up because we're going after people far from God. Like, the people that showed up today, the load-in crew, come on, give it up for our load-in crew. Come on, our load-in crew and our dream team that, that showed up at 7.30 to help set up. No, we, we set up because we're going after people far from God. We're going after those people who are looking for community and, and looking for connection and looking to be able to relate with other people. We're, we just don't set up just, for, just so somebody can talk in a microphone, but we set up so people can find freedom. That, the people that are addicted to some things, people that have a past, people that have past hurts and pains, that they can know that, hey, you may feel this way, but there is a man named Jesus and there is a way out. And you can continue to, to either live life the way you're living it, or you can walk in this freedom that God intended you to walk in. We're going after people that are hurting and broken. And what a testimony it is when it, when it gets personal. What a testimony it is when, when you're like, wow, God really touched me today. Have you ever been in one of those services and you're like, dude, service was amazing today, right? Why was it amazing? Because we didn't do anything necessarily different than we did the week before. We had music, somebody spoke, we had a prayer team, uh, like everything kind of remotely looks the same, but something is different that day because maybe God spoke to you or God challenged you or you felt the presence of God in a different way that day. But what a, te what a testimony it is when it gets personal and when it starts to not just impact you, but impact your family. Some of you have kids and, and you're starting to see that it doesn't just impact you or your marriage, but it's impacting your kids also. Maybe when you've been inviting that coworker and they've been telling you they're gonna come, I'm gonna be there, I'll show up, and they don't show up, and you invite them, and they don't show up, and you invite them again, you just keep on, you just try, keep on, hey, why don't you come to church with me this weekend? Hey, I know you couldn't make it this week, that's cool, but, but how about come to church with me this week? And then one day they finally show up, and you're like, bro, what's up? Right, you give a bro hug, right? And like everything's good, you're smiling, you're telling a few jokes, you're talking about maybe what you did yesterday or how your week was, and you begin to see Jesus move in their life. Maybe it's the neighbor you've been inviting to church. Some of us just need to go know our neighbor's name. <laughs> but maybe it's, it's the neighbor you've been inviting and, and it's, the, it's the cookies you brought to their door that, that said, hey, just wanna be a good neighbor. And then they're like, dude, 
eventually through conversation, what church do you go to? You, you seem a little bit different. You're like, you're like well, I just, I just put a little TLC in the cookies. I don't know what to say. Not THC, TLC. <laughs> I know, I, I, see, some of you don't know the kind of church we have, but it's okay. Um, we'll pray for some of those people. <laughs> Hebrews 10 says this, let us consider how to stir up one another. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and do good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I, I uh, just a few weeks ago, my family and I, we went to Destin and took a family vacation. And uh, one of the days we were in the water, I was with Corbin and and how many know when you're in the ocean, and, and we're, we're not even that deep, we're not even that far into the waters, uh, but I may be kind of knee deep for me, maybe a little bit more for Corbin, and he's having a good time and loving it, but Corbin began to drift a little bit. Anybody ever been in water and you drifted a little bit? And, and he, would, he would drift some, and, I, and I, I'd, I'd pull him back. I'd be like, come on, son, come, come, come back over this way. You know, and, and we'd be playing, and he'd be trying to boogie board, and, and he'd be jumping over waves, and you know, all those things, and, and he'd begin to drift some more. And then I'd be like, son, come, come back this way. Corbin, come on, back this way. And then there was a time where I found actually myself drifting some. I found myself continue to drift with Corbin. We were just having fun, doing our thing, doing life, but we were drifting this way when our family was way over to this way behind us and over way far to our right. And I looked back and I was like, oh man, we're off center, we're off kilter, let's, let's Corbin, let's go back this way and get to where we're supposed to be. Why is church so important? Because there's a current that will take you where you never intended on being sometimes. There's a current in life that will take you to the left or to the right. The point of center was my family behind me in the condo we were staying in, but, but, but we were in the waters and it was causing us to drift a little bit off of course or, or off where we're supposed to be. Why is church so important? Because when you show up on a day like today, you may not have it all together and let me tell you I don't have it all together either but we're worshiping God together lifting up the name of Jesus together realizing that we're all searching after something that we need and his name is Jesus there's a hope that comes from Jesus there's a peace that comes from Jesus there's healing that comes from Jesus and so we need people in our life that will say hey you're drifting let's come back just a little bit you're drifting. How many, how, many, how many thankful for people that'll bring you back just a little bit? How many thankful for people that'll talk to you, have conversations with you, and say, hey, I feel like you're drifting some. Let's, let's bring it back just a little bit. But I do want you to know that worship is more than just a Sunday thing. Like, this is good in this environment. This is amazing. Like, I love what God is doing, but, but worship is so much more than just what happens on Sunday. It's more than a calendar event. It's more than uh, something to check off on the to-do list. It's even more than a song. Worship is a lifestyle. You and I were born to worship, and worship is a lifestyle. So how does it become a lifestyle? How, how does it become something that we live out? Because some of you will wake up tomorrow and you'll go to a job that you don't like. You're going to grumble all the way there and all the way back home. Maybe while you're there too. 
We were like, oh, I just hate this job. How do you, how do you still have a lifestyle of worship, an attitude of worship in those moments? There was a, you were up for promotion, but with somebody else and they got it and you didn't. How do you continue to have an attitude of worship? How do you continue to walk in and serve, serve this new boss that's in the job that you wanted? You might have a family riff. You might have some stuff going on that you're having to deal with. How, how do you continue to have an attitude of worship, still respect your husband or your wife or your kids through the process? and not go crazy? How do we apply it when somebody cuts us off in, in traffic? Because like, make no bones about it, not if you're gonna get cut off in traffic this week, when you get cut off in traffic this week. Isn't it awesome? Like, you know how it is, maybe, maybe it's just you, because you, you could be in the car and, and you're worshiping, and you're like, worthy is your name. Hey, I can't believe you did that. Honk, honk, honk. Be exalted now in the heaven. <laughs> right? Has anybody ever been there before? Come on. Not just me. Like, let's be real. Come on. Like, you, like you're lifting up the name of Jesus, and then, and then you give them some Jesus, and then, and then you go like, oh, man, what was I just doing? I just was worshiping God, and then I had this out-of-body experience, and then now I came back. <laughs> something might not go as planned this week how do you have an attitude of worship a li we live it it's a lifestyle right it's, it's something that it's not just something we do it's, it becomes who we are and I love this as much as we want to meet with God he desires to meet with us Hear that again. As much as we want to meet with God, he desires also to meet with you and with me. Not just the church. Like it's great when he's here. But while you're cooking dinner tonight or tomorrow, that, that he would meet you even in those moments. Maybe you're playing with the kids in the backyard, but but still, there's an attitude of, of worship. Yeah, you're playing. Yes, you're having fun, but he still wants to meet you. Maybe it is your drive to work where he wants to, to meet you. The Bible says in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You see, it doesn't have to be a, some drawn-out formal meeting. I, I, I grew up in church where... Um, you really kind of felt bad if you didn't pray for like at least an hour every day. Not that they meant to make you feel bad, just kind of was the way it was. Like if you're gonna be a real Christian or a real follower after Jesus, you're gonna go after God with your whole heart and you're gonna pray for hours on end and you're gonna go after Jesus. And so going after Jesus for us was was hours on end going after Jesus. And although Jesus met me and although Jesus spoke to me and did great things and, and I, I learned some disciplines through all of that, I don't know how about you, but I don't know how many of you have hours on end to go seek after Jesus every single day like that. 
because some seasons are different. See, some seasons you may have 30 minutes to spend with Jesus. Some seasons you may, you may have those, those pockets where it's like, I, I got 30 minutes a day where I can, every morning I can go after Jesus for 30 minutes, and, and, and that's, that's your spot. Other seasons you're like, dude, I got three minutes. Uh, other seasons you're like, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm doing good just to talk to Jesus in the morning for just a moment. And here's the question that I wanna ask you is that just, are you drawing near to God? Because I think you can get close to Jesus in minutes just as much as you can in hours. I, I think that the more you spend time with the Lord, I think it's a great thing, but, but we don't have to get caught up in, in the, the quantity, but more of the quality. Is, is spending time with Jesus a checklist? Is this something I gotta do, or is it something that I want to do? And so we have the quality time with the Lord. This is, this is why during this 21 days of prayer, man, it, it's important that, that, man, dig into Jesus. Man, we got seven more days uh, of this. Man, dig in to Jesus during this time and just, that Lord, as we move into the fall and God, as we, we get ready to close this year out, what, is this, what does this look like for me, my life, my family? Lord, speak to me, give me clarity, give, give me wisdom. Are you drawing near? Because if you will draw near, he will also draw near. This is why Sundays are good, but why Sundays are not enough. Because last week, can I be honest? Last week was the jam. Last week was one of those services that everybody's walking away going, that was amazing. Like, yeah, like you were high-fiving everybody on the way out, like you had a pep in your step. You're like, dude, I'm gonna go conquer the world. Like Jesus was here, he met me. Like, like you know, you just, you, you cried your face off. Like whatever it was, you're just like, dude, it was so awesome. I'm telling you, it was so awesome last week. It was one of those, I don't know what, right? What makes the difference between last week, this week, another week, I don't know. But, but it was one of those services, everybody was walking away going, dude, I just want more. Dude, I, I, just, I just want more. And then Thursday rolled around. Like, I've been talking about it Monday. I was like, babe, dude, I don't know what happened, but it was crazy. It was like crazy good. People's lives were being changed, and we were getting messages from people, and we're just like, dude, this is amazing. Tuesday rolls around. I'm still like high on what God has done on Sunday. I'm starting to prep for this Sunday. I'm getting ready. Wednesday's great. I'm still talking about, babe, man, did you experience, like, was that just not, well, I just can't believe it. Like, it was just, everything was like, padow, it was good. Like, I loved it. And then Thursday hit, and it was like, Sunday was just a distant memory. Sunday was just like, Sunday was good, but I found myself actually saying, God, I need more. God, Sunday was good, but I need something else. Like, I can't wait for Sunday. I, I, I can't wait for Sunday for you to, to, to meet me again. I can't wait for Sunday for you to speak to me again. God, I can't wait for Sunday to be in your presence again. Because here's the deal. If you only eat once or twice a week, we'd call that malnourished, wouldn't we? 
Like, like you need to eat every day. Like you need, right, you got breakfast, you got lunch, you got dinner. And if you skip those meals uh, after a few days, you will become malnourished, right? And so uh, it's the same way spiritually. Uh, as believers, we, we have fallen into a trap that Sunday is the only time that we are to be fed uh, by, by, the, by the presence of the Lord. But can I tell you that God wants to feed you tomorrow morning? Can I tell you tomorrow night maybe, if that's your time? Lord, Jesus wants to meet with you. He wants to feed you spiritually. He wants to feed you. He wants to let you know it's going to be all right. He's going to let you know I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. On Tuesday when you wake up or Tuesday you're at work or Wednesday you're driving down the freeway, can I tell you that he wants to meet you right where you are at? Sundays are a good first step. But if you've been serving the Lord for any amount of time, you know that it requires more. You realize that Sundays, there must be more. Because it'd be great if you could bring Trace and the band to follow you around everywhere, right? So, you know, you're... Type, type one at your computer tomorrow, you know, it's 11 o'clock. You're like, hey, Trace, could you play me uh, that song we played yesterday? I don't know, Worthy something, you know. And Trace and the worship team just began to sing. And you're like, ah, yeah. Right? Your kids are maybe acting up this week. And you're like, hold on, hold on, shh, Trace. Sing, brother, sing. Could y'all, could, could you set the atmosphere for a moment because I'm about to bless my kids. Jesus' name. Like, that, that'd be great. But man, Trace can't be with you everywhere you go. And I'd love for Trace to follow me around carrying the Nord. Because the Nord is a beautiful thing. The Nord is from the Lord. Come on. Amen. Thank you. I knew he would agree. And I can be so amazing. Oh, I'm feeling down. Oh, just, just got my harpist right here. Got my worship lead. Just, just leave me in worship. But the reality is, is that we know that, that can't, that's not possible. So you maybe need to do the next best thing. Is we need to find some worship music for yourself that you like. The practical side, right? I, I think it's important. I, I put this list, we're gonna put this list up on the screen. Go ahead, fellas. And like, take a screenshot of this, because you're like, what does elevation even mean? Um, these are some of the top five worship churches that have worship that are that's out on, and they have albums and all this stuff. This is where a lot of the, where we, we pull a lot of music from these five. There's some others, but there's a lot from, from these five, and if you've ever been like, man, I, I wish I knew the songs a little bit more, or I wish I, I would have known maybe that song a lot of the music comes from 
from, let me get it out of the way, sorry. It comes from those five, can you take a screenshot? It comes from those five groups. And so you may not have somebody that plays a keyboard behind you, but, but man, you got iTunes or Spotify, and you can be like, hey, put on my worship mix and let's go. Because I want to give you some practical things as we, as we end this series today. Because worship, it, it, it's so much, I've said it before, it's so much more than music. It can be when you spend time with the Word. We live in a, in a digital age, and can I tell you, I'd love for you to do this if you, if you don't have this already. I'd love for you to pull your phone out. I'd love for you to go to your app store or wherever you grab apps from. And, and you could search version Bible. Whether you're an Android user, an iPhone user, whatever it is. And you can download the Bible app on your phone. It has daily scripture. Maybe you're like, man, I don't even know if I have three minutes. Can I tell you, open your phone and just look at the daily scripture and start there. Get, 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 get the daily word that they, they, they put out there. But it's so amazing because it has devotionals that'll help your marriage and devotionals that can help with your finances and devotionals that can, can help with a lot of situations or a lot of things internally that maybe you're dealing with. All on this app, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. Maybe you don't have a physical Bible, but we all have phones. We can download that. It's an easy tool that, God, I'm going to worship you today, and I'm going to start by reading your word. Maybe you don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even know where to start reading my Bible. Start in the book of John. John's a great book to begin to read about the stories of Jesus and who Jesus was. only prayer, the only time you may have with Jesus, it might just be in the shower. So I got to tell you, man, when you're in that shower and you got those five or 10 minutes and no kids calling your name or whatever it may be, man, capitalize on those moments. Capitalize on the moments just talking to the Lord and not just talking, but, but listening to the Lord. You might have to rearrange your schedule to spend some time worshiping Jesus. Reading your Bible is great. Praying is awesome. Worshiping is amazing. But life gets crazy. And life gets busy. You may need to evaluate your life if you say, I don't have any time for, for that right now. Can I tell you that you don't have time not to? Life is too crazy and too many curveballs for you not to find time to spend with Jesus. Find those moments. Rearrange your schedule if you have to. Did you realize that you're, you're worshiping Jesus, you're worshiping the Lord when, when you're serving his people? You are worshiping the Lord when you are serving his people. You might want to 
You might ask yourself the question, why, why do we have a dream team? What, what is this dream team? Why, why do people show up and serve and, and they seem so happy? And, and why do we have people high five? And why do we have people taking care of kids and people that make coffee? Bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, like, why do we have everything that happens at the church? Like, why do we have a dream team? Because they are worshiping the Lord. Do all of these things as unto worship unto the Lord. Why, why do they serve? They serve because of stories like a six-year-old, seven-year-old girl who just a few weeks ago was like, Mom, Dad, I hear you talking about Jesus at home, and I hear them talking about Jesus at church. I think I want to give my life to Jesus. And so just a few weeks ago, we got a little a little first grader that's going into first grade who said, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. I want him to be the Lord of my life. And when you set up, and when you're here, and you're serving, and you're loving people, you may not always get to hear stories like that, but it's little children that are hearing the word of the Lord and their lives are being changed not just today not just tomorrow but forever come on put your hands together that's something to celebrate you're worshiping the Lord when you're trusting his heart God I don't understand but I know that you do and since you do I will continue to worship you. Not my will, but your will be done. As we wrap things up today, I love this story in John chapter 12. Jesus is, is having dinner with Lazarus and with Mary and Martha and the disciples and just having a good time. And then all of a sudden, Mary comes and she takes this really expensive bottle of perfume and she breaks it and she pours it over the feet of Jesus. And everybody in the house was freaking out. They're like, what are you doing? They, were, they weren't freaking out because it was on Jesus, uh, over Jesus. No, they were freaking out because it was an expensive bottle of perfume. In fact, so expensive, they tell us it was a year's worth of wages that it would have cost to have this perfume. It'd be like you working for a year. Think about what you make in a year. Not spending it on anything else except for a bottle of cologne or perfume. The equivalent is to that. And she takes it and she breaks it. And the Bible tells us that the house was filled with the fragrance. That this act of worship, that it began to, to fill the house. I mean, I could imagine just for days or maybe even weeks. Could you imagine how much, how much this, this perfume, this fragrance just began to fill the place? Like when you walked in, you were like, mm, smells like aqua di Gio. I don't, I don't know. Mmm. Uh, smells like Versace, you know, I don't know, let's get a little nicer, smells like some Gucci, I don't know, you know, whatever, but man, it, it smells so nice, can't believe somebody would, would spend the money on something like this and break it over the feet of Jesus, kind of like, it's kind of like bacon, have you ever like made bacon in the house? I don't know where else you would make it. Um, 
but but you're making bacon and or cooking bacon, frying bacon, whatever you do, and and you can leave for hours and you can walk back into that house and the first thing you say is man it smells like bacon right it just lasts it lingers man it may even be in there for a couple of days to be honest with you you got people come over they're like "Mm, what's that new candle you're burning nope just bacon from like three days ago it's good isn't it come home it lasted aroma fills the house The Bible tells us our worship is like this sweet aroma unto the Lord. That when we worship God, it grabs his attention. I think when we worship God, it grabs the attention of the enemy as well. Whether we realize it or not, there's an enemy of our soul that would love to do nothing else but to kill, steal, and destroy But Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly or life to its fullest. And and it's in that that we say, Jesus, we're going to continue to worship you. Maybe you find yourself today in some moments that aren't, that you really don't want to worship. Maybe you find yourself today in some places and situations that you're like, man, I'm just not feeling it. I don't want to worship the Lord through this. But can I encourage you that as we worship him, it is a sweet aroma unto to the Lord and I believe it lets the enemy also know that no matter what I face or no matter what I'm going through I'm going to continue to worship the Lord and follow after him because we will worship God not for what he can do but simply for who he is I think something inside of us has got to say regardless of what God ever does in my life from this point forward I will worship you. To worship you, I will live. To worship you, it will be a lifestyle. It will be a way of living. It will be an attitude on my heart. So I believe what God is asking from us all today is that he's asking for all of us. Your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Just like that expensive bottle was broken, signifying that I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you my all. I believe that our worship, that there's an aroma that goes into the heavens. It grabs attention to the Lord. And he says, shh, and he quiets the heavens. And he's like, look, look at my daughter, look at my son, despite what they're going through, they're worshiping me, they're giving me their all. So I ask you, will you give Jesus your all? Will you give him your everything, your worship, your hurts, your fears, the deep, dark secrets that nobody knows about. Will you come and lay it or maybe even break it at the feet of Jesus and say, here is my worship. Here I am undone in front of you. 
do with it as you will. So let's pray today. You say, Pastor Welby, I want to I wanna give, I want to give Jesus my all. I want my, my, my lifestyle, I want my house, I want where I go, that it would be a place of worship. You, you say, that's, that's you, you just want, you'd love for us to pray with you today. Would you raise your hand across this place and say, would you pray for me? I want to give Jesus my all today. Yeah, yeah, I see your hands. I want to give Jesus my all. I want to give him my everything. Yeah, I see your hands. I want to give him my everything today. Lord, we pray, Lord, the day that we would, as we are at your feet today, as we are in your presence, that, Lord, that we would be broken and spilled out. God, that we would give you everything, God. Lord, that our worship would not just be something we do on a Sunday, but it would be something, Lord, that we do, Lord, as a lifestyle, a part of who we are. God, I pray that those they're like that, that would say today, I, I need to give Jesus my all. I, I want to I, I give him my worship. I want it to be everything that I am. Lord, I pray today that you would speak to them and that you would move in their lives and their hearts. God, show up in ways they never thought possible. Let your presence permeate the room that they're in. Lord, that you would go before them and, and be behind them. Surround them, God with your glory and with your presence for truly you are worthy maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus with heads bowed and eyes closed you're far from God and you said you'd like to give your you'd love to give your life to Jesus today you you want to make him your lord and your savior or maybe you've given your life to him but it's been a long time since you've been really close and you just want to take that step of drawing near to him today. We just want to pray for you today. You say, that's me, Pastor Welby. Would you raise your hand today? We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you today. Raise your hand in this place. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, let's say this prayer together all across this place. Come on, say, Lord Jesus, we invite you into our lives and our hearts today. We invite you to be our Lord and our Savior. And we pray today that we would be made new in Jesus' name. We believe in you, Jesus. We believe you died for us. We believe that you rose again. And Lord, that you've called us to greater things. And Lord, today we pray that you would move in us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.